now, time for Seafood News. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast, the first episode of November. I'm Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Erner Barry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional, packed with the latest industry headlines, analysis, and trending articles. Contact Advertise at ErnerBerry.com to be a featured sponsor in the spring edition of The Reporter, which is distributed to thousands of protein industry professionals, including a 5,500 bonus distribution to attendees at Seafood Expo North America in Boston. Make sure you are in front of your customers. Darn tootin'. Now, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm just really excited about, about everything. About all but, this um, content about all coming this content. your way. But anyway, what I wanted to really say is I cannot believe it's November, that we're podcasting in November right now. And to tell you the truth, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because I feel like last week was summer. I just feel like we just ended it. We were having so much fun with our podcast in the summer. And now all the stores have Christmas stuff out. And I just don't even know where I am anymore. And then we're talking about Boston, which is in March. Oh it's just like there's too much happening. Yeah, it's a weird time. I mean, I love Christmas and I love the decorations and I want it to be here. But on a personal level, this baby is going to be here soon, that means. So I am ready <laughs> for time to kind of slow down because I have so much to do before the baby gets here. So, Well, we can certainly slow <laughs> things down right now. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we actually should should slow things down because I have a tendency to talk fast, and we've got a lot of numbers coming at everyone. Yeah. So uh, since set it's, your recorders right now. Yeah. Yeah. Take notes. Um, but since it is the start of the new month, we're going to look back at October. And um, Erner Barry Seafood Market Reporters, uh, Lauren included here, collaborated on a piece highlighting six seafood markets that trended higher in October, contrary to seasonal pattern. Now, Lauren, why don't you hit us with the first one, which is tilapia. Will do. So demand for tilapia, which is the largest seafood species by volume imported from China into the U.S., was up in October. Prices have been strengthening on both chem-free and moisture-added frozen fillet products amid the 10% punitive tariffs that were implemented in early October. However, the industry is much more concerned about the 25% tariffs that are going to get set into place on January 1st. Uh, Tilapia reached record high prices back in 2014. Soon thereafter, demand fell at those prices, leaving the market flat for almost two years. Uh, In May of this year, we started seeing the market strengthen again, some of which can be attributed to shift in demand from record high Pangasius prices. However, while the industry is encouraged at the pickup in demand, many are concerned as to what will unfold under the 25% tariffs. Will history repeat itself and the market fall flat again with notable price increases? Uh, Will other countries be able to produce same quality as Chinese tilapia? Will we see other species such as cod or pollock take over some market share? We will have to wait and see. So many questions. Very suspenseful. Mm -hmm. I love it. You got to leave them wanting more. Yeah, well, I certainly am. (laughs) (laughs) I want more of your tilapia market. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I just feel like we have to just like really jazz this up. It's just just like, it's important stuff here, but... It is. A little dry. Yeah, it's a little dry. There's no fooling around here, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to fool around. For All right. Okay. okay. But anyway, the second seafood market that trended higher in October is stone crab. 
So the stone crab season has just begun with very limited landings, which resulted in extremely high prices. Now, all sizes are trading at their recorded high. For example, large stone crabs are trading at an average price of $24, which is 55, nearly actually 56% higher than this time last year. Now, initial landings last year were more abundant after Hurricane Irma. Ugh, can you believe that was last year? Right? There's just so many hurricanes. Yeah, now right? we just had. So, you can't keep up. No, too many. So many weird names. Irma. Anyway, but many attributed the That's strong. That's my landings. grandmother's name. <laughs> it does sound like you know, like a grandmother's name, which just makes it nuts that it was like a crazy hurricane. It's like right. Hurricane Irma, which you think of like a little old lady like hobbling like, around like Irma, Irma you yeah. know. But it's oof. <laughs> Anyway, so like I was saying, initial landings last year were more abundant after Hurricane Irma, and uh, many attributed the strong landings to the hurricane, which turned up the water, making it cloudy and giving protection to the crabs as they searched for food. However, landings started to diminish by November, and prices steadily increased to a record high of $19 in early December, which was peak demand time for the holidays. Now, last year, production and price cycle was the exception. Normally, prices start high as initial landings are inadequate for an active demand, as the weather cools and water currents change, catches should improve. So in turn, prices should recede to more reasonable price levels. The third seafood market that trended higher is fresh halibut. The Western fresh halibut season is coming to a close in early November, and prices have firmed as the fishing conditions become more adverse and landings scarce. Import numbers from Canada for the month of August were down 65% from the previous month and down 38% year over year. Prices for 20 to 40 pound halibut are trading at an average price of $8.25 up from the $7.50 price we saw early this month. That is a 10% increase. However, prices overall are off from the $9.38 record high seen in 2014 and are trading below their three year average. Now the fourth market on our list is lobster tails. My fave. Um, lobster tails experienced a strong month in October. Currently, supplies of either cold or warm water tails are extremely tight. Demand appears to be easily outstripping supply, and sellers report that they are still unable to build supply. For warm water tails, new season production means that product will begin moving through the supply chain quite easily, and there's a decidedly firm bias across all sizes of both Brazil and Caribbean, uh, or Caribbean, how do you say Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean. I say Caribbean. Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Something about the Disney mm. film. Okay. Anyway. No, I'm not sure if I'm wrong. Yeah, but we're going to say, I'm going to say Caribbean. No, Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say Caribbean. Okay, so <laughs> there is a decidedly firm bias across all sizes of both Brazil and Caribbean original tales, or yeah, origin tales. All right. Let us know if you think it's Caribbean or Caribbean. <laughs> call in. At. <laughs> I wish we had like a call in number. That would be fun. Also, let us know if you would call in if we had a call in number. Right. I mean, we like, just have, we have, mom, call. get off the line. You're <laughs> clogging it up for our fans. <laughs> I used to have a radio show in college. It was called the no late way. night lunch break. <gasps> it was at uh, like 11 o'clock at night. That was like the only time slot they would yeah. give us. Um, they knew better. And we've all, it was like a, supposed to be an alternative rock station. We only played like Spice Girls. But my mom would always call up and be like, you know, like, play Your rock. mom really would call up? Yeah. Play Aww. Rod Stewart. And I'd be like, mom, no. But now I'm like, mom, play all the Rod Stewart you can. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So back to these Caribbean, Caribbean origin tales. Okay. What number are we up to now? Oh, wait. You still uh, have? No. Let's, let's hit the fifth market okay. on our list. And that is king crab. So low import volumes out of Russia for king crab has been unfolding throughout 2018. Upward pricing pressure continued this month with most sizes now at record highs. 
1620 Russian red king crab is up 26, 26% from where it was this time last year. The golden king crab market out of Alaska and Russia has been seeing upward pricing pressure due to tight supplies. And our sixth and final market and final. on the list. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We got a little distracted along the way, but we made it. And that is red swimming crab meat. China's new red crab meat season started this October, and inventories prior to the opening of the new season were already low. So with the additional variable of the 10% punitive tariff and with the 25% punitive tariff on the horizon, this starved market is firm and the undertone extremely firm as well. As product from China comes into the U.S. market, market participants report that product is being sold quickly. As fast as it comes in, it goes right back out. So many orders are being pushed into 2007, uh, 2018 I'm sorry, to avoid the higher tariffs starting January 1st. Now, I know that was a lot, but before we go, we also have an update on September 2018 lobster and shrimp imports. Yes. So the volume of lobster products imported into the U.S. increased by 3.5% in September. Imports of all lobster products in the month totaled eight, uh, almost nine, 8.57 million pounds. So eight and a half, I guess maybe not almost nine. Mm. But um, 8.57 million pounds uh, compared to 8.28 million pounds in September. Uh, Year-to-date imports stand 3.8% higher. Meanwhile, September imports of warm water shrimp products were 5.5% higher than in September 2017. The year-to-date total is just over 1 billion pounds, which is 4.2% higher than the January to September 2017 total. And that about does it for today. Minimal nonsense. I was going to say no nonsense, but there was definitely nonsense. Some nonsense. But I believe we kind of switched roles with the video and the podcast this week. We had a lot of fun with our Mm -hmm. seafood wrap-up. Well, that was last week. Yeah, the Halloween actually, edition. This was like no fun at all. Actually, that would be yeah. a video to watch. So we didn't actually yeah. post it on Seafood News, but if you go uh, search Erner Berry on YouTube, you can find uh, Lauren and I dressed up for Halloween with another coworker as the Sanderson sisters. I think we mentioned that earlier from mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus on a different podcast, and uh, we did a video where in character, in, in character, yeah. Um, and we did a video and it was fantastic. So Erner Berry on YouTube, find that. Check us out. I was Sarah Sanderson. You were Mary Sanderson. Yes. Um, but uh, before we go, I just want to include uh, this little tidbit here because I think everyone should know about it. Um, I'm obsessed with checking the U.S. Customs and Border Protection website. It might not sound like something that somebody you should be obsessed <laughs> with, um, but you know, like, what are you looking for? <laughs> so, like, I go on there looking for like, uh, like this week, for instance, um, someone uh, like the CBP prevented someone from smuggling in like nearly 900 pounds of invasive mitten crabs. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking for fun stuff like that. <laughs> but so while I find that stuff, which is like crazy, because it's like who is trying to smuggle this stuff in? Right. Like the, the, for these crabs, for instance, they were disguised like as clothes. Like the boxes were labeled like trousers, <laughs> not crab in parentheses. <laughs> Certainly not crab, just strictly pants. Uh, there were crabs inside. Um, but, that probably uh, is a lot of fun to be like to like look and see what people are oh, yeah. hiding them in. And oh yeah, well that's so. This is what I'm getting at, and why I'm so obsessed with the website. Yeah. So the CBP has like dogs, and most of them I don't know if most of them, but there's a bunch that are beagles. I think they have some German shepherds too. Um, but the beagle, these beagles are trained to like obviously sniff things out, and uh, the CBP posts photos of these dogs whenever That's they catch so something. Cute. <laughs> and it's like it's like the dog just looks so happy. Like there's one where like this dog um, found like 
pork like that was like being smuggled in it was like it was like a giant pig head and the dog's like it's like the dog's face just like popped up like this big <laughs> smile on its face is like dad look what i found you know uh, and then like they show like they have like um you know like at graduation like you take a photo in front of like an american flag mm-hmm. i guess that maybe they do that with like cops too or, or anybody in like yeah they're you like know, headshots uh, kind government. of government yeah. yeah so these dogs also have headshots and you can find them on the cbp website Aww. so i wonder if they have their own twitter accounts Ooh. Where they show like yeah. their accomplishments of what Pasquale, they find. the beagle, the CBB beagle. Yeah, we gotta find those. I follow them. Um, but yeah, so so basically, my recommendation is for everyone to start checking out the media release page on the CBP, CBP website to just see these dogs in action. They haven't caught any seafood yet that I've seen so far. So hopefully, my day will come where I can combine dogs and smuggled seafood in one. Mitten crabs aren't. They didn't catch. A regular human caught the mitten. Oh, so okay. not, not a dog. I know. I was disappointed as well. You'll get them next time, Fido. <laughs> well, that wraps up our show for the week. Once again, this week's episode was brought to you by Erner Barry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.